ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Oki Podcast. Are you going to work on Killers of Fire Moon? I'll cut it if you want. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I went to the open call uh-huh. back in 2019. I auditioned for a speaking part about mm-hmm. a month ago. They didn't tell me I had to sign an NDA to tell about to tell about the audition, so I'm, I guess it's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't heard anything, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but um, I signed. You know, like I I said earlier, I don't like to do background normally, mm-hmm. but this this film, I'm not Osage, I'm Muscogee, but this film means a lot to me. I know it means a lot to a lot of natives, um, especially the Osage tribe, but. Um, my uncle, my, my, he's my great, great uncle, but I just call him my uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a first native millionaire. He's Muscogee Creek. His name is Jackson Barnett. Mm-hmm. And he was part of the crazy snake rebellion that resisted allotment and stuff like that. And he never would take his allotment land. He never would, you know, and finally the U S government forced him to take it. He grew up in Eufaula. Guess where his allotment land was? Where? Cushing. Cushing? Yeah. Because oh, they're man. close. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, when he got his allotment land, they drew oil on it. He drew oil on it. Mm-hmm. And from then till he died, the U.S. government tried to take it away from him. Tried to try, you know, they forced him to take it, and then they tried to take it away from him. Mm-hmm. And... They tried to prove him incompetent. They sent a white woman to seduce him. They sent another white woman to seduce him. It finally worked. Um, she spent years trying to spend everything he had, trying to take his rights away. Um, so that story and hearing my grandmother talk about him, because he, of course, passed away before um before I was born, but, um, hearing my family talk about him and, and the stuff, I mean, they, the, my grandmother was in, he never had any children. And, and so my grandmother was his niece and, and her going through court for so many years to try to get the rights to, cause they, the court finally took his, took the rights away from his wife. Thank mm-hmm. goodness. But, um, then there were so many people saying that they were related to him that really weren't, you know, and all that. I mean, just a big bunch of junk. Yeah. Um, I kind of feel close to the Osage people in that way that greed affected them. I mean, it affected them more drastically. You know, mm-hmm. they were, they were murdered, but, um, I feel like it's an important story to tell. And I think it's just the beginning of the stories that need to be told. Yeah. And um, I want to be a part of it. And I I don't know Mr. Scorsese, um, but from everything I have, all the stuff I have attended for the Killers of the Fire Moon, um, all the stuff I've read, all the stuff, you know, talking with the people that are working on it, it seems to me I want to trust them that they're telling the story accurately and that they're going to tell it respectfully with the Osage telling the truth and not white savior, you know, that kind of, I, yeah. I, I really, I really hope 
that he's doing it the right way. Um, I signed up to go ahead and do background. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And um, if I, that's my, (laughs) I tell my friends, that's my backup if I don't get this other part. Yeah. Um, But also there was a casting call that came out yesterday or the day before for native american drivers i saw that one yeah and i went ahead and signed up for that too because i have a or i had a commercial license i let it go but i've driven forklifts i've driven trains i've driven semis i've driven school buses i've driven mtta buses i can handle a 1920s you know i can drive a standard i can handle a three on the tree i can handle you know damn so i feel like i feel like I think that would be fun anyway. Yeah. You get to start training and doing that. I think that would be fun. But, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, I'm excited about it, but I think like every other native in the state, I'm kind of hesitant about it. Just, mm-hmm. You want to trust, but, but it's kind of so like so many times that we were screwed over. You know, yeah. I was, have you heard of that book called we had a real estate problem? It just came out last Mm-mm. week or the week before it's about native comedy the history of native comedy mm-hmm. and native comedians from the beginning of time till now, you know, I mean, it's, and I've, I've been listening to it. Um, I don't do well with reading. <laughs> yeah. I fall asleep, but I've been listening to it and, and I was listening to it on my way here. Uh-huh. And they were talking about all the different times in Hollywood that the native actors there protested. And, all the times that Hollywood would say, Oh, we can't find any natives. That's why we're using white people, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, or they would like this last one that I listened to. They said that, um, I don't remember what the name of the film was. It was in 1941. They brought 175 natives from a reservation in Nebraska, somewhere like in Nebraska, brought them to Hollywood to be in a film, to be the natives in the film. Mm-hmm. When they brought him there, you know, usually if you're going to be background for a big Hollywood film like that, if you're going to be background and they bring you specially from somewhere else, they're going to give you accommodations. They're going to have, you're going to have a hotel, you're going to have food, you're going to have, you know. They had set up a makeshift, what they were calling reservation. And had made these crappy looking teepees for these background people to sleep in. No way. Yeah. And this was like 1941. Yeah. And they said that the the native people, 175 of them, they said they stayed there. They were pissed automatically, yeah. you know. And then they stayed there for like four days and just were more mad and more mad and more mad and more mad. Yeah. And they finally just walked out. And they said what was brought to the press was that they had nothing but complaints for their accommodations. And they were, um, what was it? They were not satisfied with the way they were being treated. And they had nothing but complaints and whining. And so they were sent back home. I mean, it wasn't even accurate as to... You know, they, they didn't bother to say, oh, yeah, all the other extras in the film are staying in a hotel, you know, yeah. or anything like that. Yeah. And so, um, so I mean, with with a rich history of being treated like crap, yeah. it's, it's really hard to, it's hard to trust. And I want to. I think the casting, though, so far, like with, with Lily mm-hmm. Gladstone, 
and then uh, Tantu Cardinal. Oh my gosh, I want to be her when I grow up. Um, I'm not ever going to grow up, but um, and then the other, the other three, I can't remember their names right off hand. I think those are excellent selections. Mm. I'm so glad Kelsey Chow did not get cast. Do you know who Kelsey Chow is? No, <laughs> I could go on for days. <laughs> Kelsey Esbill or. Kelsey Chow or whatever she goes by this week. She's the the native girl the native girl in Yellowstone. Oh, I've read about that where She's not native yeah, at all yeah, okay. whatsoever. Okay. They she tried to say she was Eastern Band Cherokee and they're like, "No, you're not." They don't know her. She's not related to them. She's Chinese. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I remember reading about that. She was in that and then she was in Fargo. The oh, yeah. Chris Rock uh, series and I'm like mm-hmm. Chris <laughs> I don't know him but, <laughs> but I'm like don't don't hire her to be native because she's not Golly. and so I was really I, when I was really I mean huge breath of sigh of relief I know that all of these women are native yeah they're all actually native and so it made me feel better because there's so many so many and it makes, you know, I'm, I'm, I hate to even use this word, but I'm white passing and I know that. And I, and, and I have an advantage and I know that. It's irritating though, when you see people that aren't native at all getting cast and I would rather native people that look nothing like me, but are actually native get cast and stuff before them. Yeah. I'm okay with getting cast in it too, but I'm, if I don't, I'm not going to be mad. If you know, if they say, "Oh, you don't look native," whatever, that's their whatever. Mm-hmm. But when you're not native at all and you're pretending that you are, yeah, you're taking jobs away from people that are, yep, that are just as talented, if not more. Yeah, yeah. Not damn that. Yeah, that goes way back, yeah. man. Like, yeah. uh, who Iron Eyes Cody? Yes. Yeah, he was mentioned in that book. Oh, was he? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't even know that was a thing until um, you know, I was in school and what was that class I was in? I can't remember the oh man, native it was Native Americans Native Americans in cinema I believe it was mm-hmm. class and uh, we watched Real Indian. Have you seen that? I think I've seen part it's of it. R E E L I N J U N. So it's a documentary by Neil Diamond, and uh, they explore the uh, you know the the whitewashing of uh, Native Americans and film, you know, past and how it all leads up to like that white savior, you know, mm. like in uh, Dances with Wolves. It's, uh, right. I mean, Kevin Costner's cool. Like, I like him, but how I don't it, trust him, though. Sorry. How it, you know, how <laughs> That's it, a whole other story, <laughs> but you know, how it shows like, uh, he's their savior, you know, that that tribe and right. he teaches them how to use guns and, yeah. and like they were just blithering idiots yeah, before yeah, that i yeah. mean that, that yep <laughs> yeah. yeah i could go on for days you know and growing up you know i never like uh i never thought about that you know i never thought of like uh stuff like that and when i got to school and everything you know it really made me think like god like they just think like we're just these dumb fucking people that mm-hmm. need somebody a white savior to show us how to fight, defend ourselves, to do anything, I guess, you know? Right. And so growing up, getting older, it's like, shit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's fucked up, man. It's it it's is. really... Um, it is. It, and when you actually, like, 
sit down and think about it and watch this stuff, it's it blows your mind at how like we're freaking she we're freaking treated, you know, in movies and everything, and it just like out here in general too. How arrogant! And uh, and Oklahoma's very ignorant. Oh you know? my gosh! Yes, I'm not apologizing for that either because no. firsthand, I've, <laughs> it's God. It, it's so crazy how ignorant this place can be you know i mean like not everybody's ignorant you know people are starting to wake up and uh you know know about these issues you know you know like they're really starting to like uh like me and you weren't we uh that union redskin thing yeah remember on that web on the uh facebook comments oh my god that was insane like it's like even 20 like 2020 like it's just still like yeah a freaking thing like don't change your name because that's that's our thing. And I'm like... Yeah, that's our history. It's our tradition. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's your tradition to be racist? Yeah. <laughs> to kill us for freaking money and all that, you know? It's, it's our tradition to be a big jerk. Yeah. And then you try to explain to somebody why it's, like, you know, offensive and mm-hmm. dehumanizing. And they're like, yeah, whatever. There was a girl in uh, Texas that had... Uh, it was right before that... Um, that had a, a clothing store, boutique, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was, had the name of it had something to do with squaw in it. And she kept telling us that we were lying about what it meant. Mm-hmm. What would benefit me to lie about that? Yeah. If I'm explaining to you something's derogatory, how am I benefiting? Yeah, for real. Like, <laughs> I'm not gonna. You're not my competition. I don't have a clothing store, yeah. so <laughs> you know, I couldn't. I I just don't understand. And then the whole this last week, um, the whole people griping about cancel culture. Mm-hmm. It's like I asked somebody the other day. I said, okay, if this is cancel culture now. What was that before? Was that just racist culture? Yeah. White supremacy culture? What was that? Because if it's cancel, if we're canceling stuff now and it was so great then, mm-hmm. what what's that called? Yeah. When you could call people names and stuff like that and make fun of them and kill them and what what is that culture? Yeah. Shouldn't we cancel it? <laughs> I yeah, mean, for real. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Why is cancel culture negative? You know, because <laughs> if it's that kind of culture, why are we keeping it? Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, they go do same the old days, like or before cancel culture was a thing or something, and it's like, <laughs> well, uh, things are changing, people are waking up, you know, and uh, I don't know. It's just, it's crazy around here. It's really crazy. I remember I worked at a. When we moved back here, uh, I've ex- I've experienced like racist, racist things before. But I remember when we moved back here, I started working at a casino, mm. and uh, it was my first weekend there. And man, that place was packed. And so we go to this, uh, we go to a, a table game, and uh, this guy's like getting rowdy or whatever. I work security there, mm. and I'm still like brand new and fresh, so I don't really know what to do. And uh, we go over there, and like a guy with me, he's like, "All right, we're just gonna, you know, tell him to chill out. And if he doesn't chill out, then we're gonna kick him out or something." So I'm like, "Okay, whatever." 
And so this dude, like, and the other guy next to me, he says he's like native or whatever, but he, you know, he passes, he looks like a, you know, just a white guy. Mm-hmm. So anyways, you know, and we go up to them and then that guy's like, he looks at that guy and he goes, he goes, sir, uh, can you please, you know, chill out or whatever. And he goes, man, fuck you. He goes, fuck you. You're a bitch. You know? And like, he's had some drinks mm-hmm. and there's three of them. They all like come towards us. And they look at me and they go, look at this fucking wagon burner. Like, oh, my God. And he he goes just going off on me and talks about like, I bet your family's all dead because they have diabetes because that's all you fucking Indians have is diabetes. And then like, he's like, look at you. You're probably on your way right now to have it, huh? And you're probably going to die soon. And oh, my God, my like blood was oh boiling. I've never experienced it like that. Oh, really? You know, like I have. <laughs> like I mean, like, like face to face. You know, mm. where I can't lose this job, but it's like fuck this job, like, right, you know. And right. then, but we just moved back at the time, and I couldn't like, I couldn't like risk like not having rent and bill money and all that. And it's like shit. Like, what do I do? So that guy, they just left him alone and. Anyways, man, they're just, like, calling me all these fucking names and then, like, just going off about, like, my family and everything and all natives in general. And I was like, oh, my God, like, uh, I just want to, like, take this dude down and just beat the shit out of him, you know, like, Mm -hmm. choke him out or something, you know. You can't do anything, like, unless they touch you. He wasn't touching me or anything. He was just in my ear, mouthing off. And anyways, like, we called our uh, boss and they're like, just tell him to get out. So we walk them we're like you need to leave so every there's more guards that come over there mm-hmm. and they're like yeah like leave you know we're gonna call the cops and so they're like okay whatever so dude we're like walking them out and man we're walking them out and they're just behind me just i mean it's like oh my god it's, it's crazy how much shit they were talking and how much like i don't know that guy was like just don't let it get to you i was like they're not talking to you <laughs> like, they're talking <laughs> right. about me and like my family and they don't even know my family and they're talking about like all the natives in general like it's fucked up like mm-hmm. that kind of attitude that, and... yeah just while oh they're living God. on your land <laughs> sorry yeah while they're uh <laughs> wasting their conceded. money <laughs> yeah <laughs> so well, i have a i have a friend that's um that he's creek as well and um he's white passing and um i was telling him about people saying hateful things to me about different things and and he said as a lot of times people will say well, you don't look native what am i supposed to look like yeah for real i mean i can't i can't change it mm-hmm. you know and um and i was telling him and he's like just speak your language mm-hmm. and they'll shut up and i've tried it both ways when people have been racist as far as making fun of me and saying, oh, you have diabetes and, and, um, you know, feel bad about your land, you know, oh, yeah. crap like that. Mm-hmm. And I just call him a fumby and go on, you mm-hmm. know, or whatever, whatever I think of, um, at that point, at that point. Mm-hmm. And usually if I start speaking Muskogee, mm-hmm. they shut up because they realize, oh, wait, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what she just called me. <laughs> You know, and it may not be anything, but they don't know. <laughs> I had a girl, I went to the eye doctor one time and um, 
I had been going to IHS for years and um uh, I wanted different glasses than what they had yeah. at IHS. <laughs> and my husband had insurance, and so we were like, oh, we can, we can go somewhere else. <laughs> and so um, I had a friend that was an eye doctor, and, and um, he said, yeah, come in my office, and and we'll get you fixed up. And I said, okay. And so um, I went and checked in, and, and I had taken my records to them, my eye doctor records to them. And mm-hmm. um, the receptionist was a real young girl, and... And she was at the counter and she's looking at my chart and she goes, Oh, are you, are you Indian? I said, yeah. And she went, huh? No way. And I looked at her and I was just dumbfounded. I mean, what do you, Yeah. I was dumbfounded. I'm just like, I wanted to punch her, but I'm in public and you know, what do you, you know? And I just kind of stood there. She took the breath out of me and and, um, she says, well, come with me. And she's walking back. And I was like, I don't know if she wants me in that room with her by herself, <laughs> you oh know? My God. And it was all like, my husband had a hold of my arm and he's like squeezing my hand. Cause he knew that I, he knew it was gone through me. Yeah. And, um, I got back to the room and, and I didn't say anything to her. And he, he, my husband responded to her and, and she left the room, you know, he, she said, sit here and the doctor will be with you in a minute or whatever. And he goes, okay, bye. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. And she left the room and, um, that eye doctor came in, he's passed away now, but he came in he was a friend of mine, you know, and, um, he came in and I had no color in my face cause I was just, yeah. And, uh, he goes, are you okay? And I said, no, I'm not. And I told him what she did. Did you know, I was so proud of him cause he was just a white dude. Mm-hmm. He did the right thing. He walked out and fired her right then and made her leave. Good. Nice. Right there on the spot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you. For once, somebody didn't go, oh, they didn't mean it. Yeah. Yeah. They didn't mean anything by it. Mm-hmm. I hate that. I don't care if you don't mean anything by it or not. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> and there was probably 10 people in the waiting room when she did that. I was just like, thanks. What? <laughs> Thanks. What would make her do something like that? Ignorant. Like, I mean, <laughs> oh my God. No one do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For real. Like, that's not socially acceptable. But yeah, he's, he died like a couple of years later, but. Oh man. Well, at least he fired her. Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right then too. Yeah. But it wasn't a, you need to leave by the end of the day. It was yeah. like, I'm asking you to leave right now get your things and go security (laughs) (laughs) oh my god i would have come out (laughs) that's insane man that's that's crazy that's crazy oh my god not as threatening as your situation though yours is pretty i Uh, would i don't know if i could have taken it that long oh it went on (laughs) i don't know that i could have i mean i i think i would have just been like berserk when when uh so we escorted him like towards the valet part and there's a big window there where you can see outside Mm -hmm. this fucking dude like his friends stopped but he kept looking at me and he kept going like motioning his uh, yeah he kept motioning his hand to his uh mouth like uh doing what she did to you yeah Yeah. and he kept flipping me off and like laughing and like i was like oh my god i was like fuck oh why do i need this job right (laughs) 
Oh man, but I never seen him again because I expected like see him again. And like he'd come back. Never seen him. Yeah, more. yeah. I I thought like maybe he'd I come bet back. his friends probably told him how uncool it was. Maybe but because by them stopping, they probably realized how idiot they how, sounded. Yeah, I think he had a girl with him or something. Maybe she was because she didn't like she didn't do anything like that to me. She was just mm-hmm. I vaguely remember her now like pulling him like away like. I think she maybe said stop or something, but I was so like, ah, I was so like, I was seeing red and I was just like imagining like, what am I going to do yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. if I just fucking lose it? Like, oh my God. You're picturing yourself. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. That's... Uh, like I kind of dealt with that growing up, but when you're older, and then you start to you understand other people to be adults. Yeah. Yeah. When you, you know, when you start to understand like what those words mean and then like you, you know, you grow up and you have like compassion and you start growing wiser and everything, then mm-hmm. it like becomes like shit, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like I'm not going to take this bro. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yep. And speak up if somebody does shit like that to you, like, exactly. like Leah did. Exactly. Like, Hopefully that person will get what's coming to them. I hope she learned from it. I don't know. I don't, you know. I hope. Hopefully. I'm hoping maybe she told somebody and they told her how wrong it was. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't feel like it was my turn to educate her. You know, a lot of times I feel like, you know, when stuff happens, like when, when McGirt happened mm-hmm. last year and the decision was made and I was posting a lot of stuff about it and, um. I kind of opened my uh, myself up for people to ask me questions about it that don't know what it meant and, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times non-Native people think that Native people are supposed to educate them oh, yeah. on things automatically. And no, I don't... I don't have a teaching certificate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> and And I... I struggle with that because a lot of times I want to educate people. I want to go ahead and tell them. And then a lot of times I'm like, no, you find out for yourself. Yeah. (laughs) And and I don't know which is the best. I don't know which is the best route to take. Because I know if I educate them, I know what I've told them. But I don't know. I still don't know that it's my place. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's a hard thing to try to pick which one to do you know because if they do it on their own hopefully they do then they're they're gonna learn more than what you would just have to tell them you know so maybe they would look at it and dive deeper into you know everything else that you know would come with that right rather than you know you do tell them and they do listen and then they uh they have that kind of like okay well now i know so whatever. <laughs> yeah. You know, so I mean, I guess it can go different. It can go both ways, I guess, but yeah. probably just depending on your mood that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, like the the 1921 race massacre, which is coming up on their 100 year. Um, I grew up here in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. My father was a teacher, school teacher. Mm-hmm. I had not heard about it. Until I was in my 20s. Really? Had never heard about it in school. Never heard anything. Did never hear anything from my father. 
Okay, he was a teacher in Oklahoma, and he didn't know about it. And it happened right there. <laughs> yeah, right there. And so taking that scenario, there's so many things that didn't happen in the white world. Yeah. I mean, they did. Race massacre happened in the white world because white people caused it. Stuff that, you know, like I had to explain to a guy the other day about the land runs here in Oklahoma. Yeah. He said, well, that was land that the natives didn't have. And I said, no, that was native land that the U.S. government gave to settlers for free. Mm -hmm. And he's like, no, I thought it was. I said, no, the entire state of Oklahoma belonged to native tribes. The lands that were unsettled were hunting lands. That's what was given to the, in the land runs. And mm. he had no idea because the way the story's always been told was, oh, we had some extra land and we thought we'd give it to the, you know, and that's not what happened. Yeah. And it it's, sometimes you feel like you need to be that crusader and tell everybody the truth about everything. Yeah. And then you get tired. You're like, no, I don't want to tell anybody anything anymore. They need to find it out on their own. Mm -hmm. But then you can't trust the sources. Yeah, that too. So it's hard to... I, I've i been writing a script about my uncle. I was telling you about my great uncle and my great great uncle. Mm -hmm. I've been writing a script about his story. And it. I have to stop every once in a while because I get to where I'm like, and the white people did this. <laughs> and I don't want to blame every non-native yeah. for what has happened and... And I don't want to just sound like, we're the victims. I don't want to do that. And so that's why it's taken me forever to, to write it. Mm -hmm. So plus he was, from what I understand, my grandma and my dad have told me stories. Um, he was a very, they, the, in the one book that's been written about him, it said that, um, he was, he had been, he'd fallen off a horse when he was six and hit his head. And they said he was kind of, they, the U.S. government thought he was kind of off. Mm -hmm. My grandma said, no, he wasn't unintelligent. He was very eccentric. Mm -hmm. He liked to do fun things and he was always funny. He was always doing crazy fun things. And she said, she used to tell me about this. I don't know how many times she told me this story about him coming over. He had this, it was after he had gotten the oil and had drilled and gotten the oil. He came over and had um, this big car and um, beautiful car, brand new car. And he had a calf in the back seat <laughs> 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 because he had gone to somebody else's house and he loved this calf. Mm -hmm. He'd visited somebody else's house and he loved the calf. He felt like he thought it was the greatest thing and he wanted this calf. So he bought the calf and didn't have a trailer or anything. So he just put it in the back, back seat. seat. <laughs> <laughs> and then went by and saw my grandma. <laughs> and so he wasn't. Oh, fuck. He wasn't. I don't want to say. He wasn't unintelligent. Mm -hmm. He He just was eccentric. He just did funny things. And he had grown up. Hunting and fishing whenever he wanted. Mm -hmm. And he worked on a ferry in Eufaula on a ferry boat. And so mm -hmm. he met people all the time and he was really friendly. And then he got, you know, then they gave him this allotment land and he, they struck oil and he 
had all these responsibilities and had to, you know, had to be very careful and he couldn't always do what he wanted to do. And he was used to having that laid back life, you know, mm-hmm. but, but I don't know. How long have you been writing that? About three years. About now. three years now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm trying to research, um, uh, a lot of this stuff and I've got a lot of the research in my computer that I've done, um, to find out exactly where his allotment land was and um, to find out um, the specifics. I've, I've got a, the, I've got the beginning part written. And then when his wife, um, she wanted him to move to LA to Hollywood mm-hmm. and he had a mansion built there and I was going to go to LA in April, but since everything shut down, I'm afraid to go because I'm afraid it would be a wasted trip. I wouldn't be able to do as much as I want, but yeah. I want the mansion is still standing and I want to see it. Um, that's where he was living when he died mm-hmm. was on Wilshire Boulevard mm-hmm. in Hollywood. And so, um, but that was the house that she got evicted from after he died. The, uh, the courts decided that she couldn't have any of his money. And she was still living there after he died and, and was um, trying to say that she was entitled to his money because she'd been married to him and all that stuff. And, and uh, the courts, um, thankfully, judged against her and she got evicted from the house. And so I have pictures of her being escorted. Out of the oh, house. really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Her and her daughter. So <laughs> she apparently had married like four other men. She was a gold digger, one of those. Yeah. And so, but there's rumors that the U.S. government are the ones that sent her to seduce him. They know that the first woman that went to seduce him was sent by the U.S. government, mm-hmm. but they didn't, they don't have any direct proof that she was mm-hmm. or if she just wasn't just a gold digger on her own. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't but, surprise me if they did send her too, you know. Right. Yep. But, Crazy, fucked up history. Yes, definitely, definitely. Man. Definitely. My God. Hopefully it changes. I think it's on the right path right now. I think so. Right I, direction. There's a lot of, you know, with Reservation Dogs, uh, Sterling Harjo's TV series, um, being shot up Mulgee. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, th- I'm I'm thankful. It it sucks that Taika Watiti it took a New Zealander to finally give Sterling his big. Do you know Sterling Harjo? Yeah. Sterling is so flippin' talented, and he could have taken over Hollywood years ago, but they kept saying he needed somebody else to help him write and somebody else, you know, all this, this whole guardianship thing again with the whole mm-hmm. natives have to have a guardian for their money. Now they have to have a guardian for their writing. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm glad that Taika Watiti came about and everything. And I'm glad he and Sterling are friends and I'm glad this is all working out and everything, but it's like, why couldn't they have taken Sterling at face value? And you know, yeah. Because they're afraid of him. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're intimidated. But um, but I think his TV series is going to be cool. Mm-hmm. And there's another 
there's another, my acting coach was telling me about it. There's another pilot TV pilot come and, um, that's being run around. I don't remember the name of it. That's being shown around places. Um, trying to get bought. That's another native, another native story mm-hmm. written by natives, which is how it needs to be. I think I heard of that so, one. I don't know the name of it either, but there's like a rumor. It's what like you a, just told me. It's an hour, hour long TV series. Mm-hmm. There's one, um, Boise. I can't remember his last name. Escavara. I think that's his last name. I got to see, he has a pilot called Blackwater and, um, the whole series, Gary Farmer's in it. And, um, what is that other guy's name? Anyway, there's a whole bunch of people in it, but it's really good. I saw it a couple of years ago and I'm hoping, I'm hoping it gets picked up before too long. Cause it's a really good series. He's won a lot of awards with it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what, uh, Jake was talking about. Jake Tiger, mm-hmm. me and him were on here and that's what he was saying too. Like, you know, just let us exist, you know, don't, I mean like, yeah, you know, if there's like a native film, like let us play it you know not like the old days where they cast all these yeah white guys or whatever but uh but also with that you know just give us roles like you know in the mandalorian Be regular people yeah just let us exist like uh i always liked the uh, graham green and uh die hard yes yeah yes. I, I always liked his role in that because he was just a cop with uh john mcclain regular dude yeah and nobody ever brought up like you're native or you're this like yeah I, you know he didn't have to go and do some spiritual thing yeah. or something yeah. to be a character in it. Yeah. He could just be a person yep. in it. And yeah. that's, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I totally agree that. Yeah. yeah. Cause we can be anything. And that's what I was talking to, um, the guy that the last guy that did my headshots, um, I went to Phoenix and had my headshots done. And, um, this guy is from originally from LA, him and his wife both. And she was the makeup artist and they're, um, they're from South America and wonderful people. I just absolutely, they're, they were so much fun. I flew to Phoenix just to have my headshots done. And they found out that I flew there just to have my headshots done. And they were like, are you by yourself? And I said, yeah. So they took me to dinner. They took me to lunch. They took me to breakfast. They, you know, <laughs> they made sure I wasn't by myself the whole time I was there. It was great. But, um, but I was talking to him. I said, you know, I, I'm struggling because I want people to know that I'm native. So I'm trying to decide in my headshots, do I wear something, just something small, you know, like I have, um, Kenneth Johnson is a silversmith. He's a Muskogee mm-hmm. a silversmith. And I have a pair of his earrings and they have the eternity. What do you call it? Infinity. Knot. Oh. oh yeah. 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 And, um, so I wore those in my headshots because mm-hmm. I was like, not everybody will know what that is, but for me it helped because mm-hmm. I wasn't just some person. I had proof of my <laughs> yeah. tribe, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, just a little, and he said, yeah, do it. He goes, don't, don't be like, oh, I'm native. Hire me for this. He goes, just be, I'm Lee. Hire me for this. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I happen to be named. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and he said that way. He said because you should be able to be cast as the doctor, as the CEO, as the, you know, postwoman or the, you know, shop 
what do you call it? Cashier, whatever. I'm trying to think of names. Yeah. <laughs> Airline pilot, robber, whatever. <laughs> Serial killer, murder, whatever. <laughs> but um, bag lady, whatever. But um, he said your native nativeness should just be part of your identity. It shouldn't be, oh, look, she's a native cashier. Yeah. Or she's a native doctor or mm-hmm. she's a, you know, whatever. And I, and we had a, he and I had a really long talk about that. Yeah. And, and I agree. That's, you know, cause, cause it's been, t- you know, there's so many, like I was so, I love Tantu Cardinal. I'm a huge, huge fan of hers. I've watched her forever. Anytime I could get any kind of ca- Canadian movie, TV, whatever with her in it, I would watch it. And, um, I love her grace on camera and everything. But, um, when I heard that she was going to be in Stumptown and I, I had not seen Stumptown, you know, it hadn't come out yet or anything. I was so excited. They're casting Tantu in a television, you know, primetime television show. Oh, I'm so excited. Mm -hmm. Have you seen it? No. (sighs) I'm going to watch it. Do you know what her head, do you know what her part is? (laughs) No. Just, just She's the head of a casino. For real? Yeah. Of course. I'm like, seriously? She can be anything else. Yeah. She doesn't have to. We don't have to be tied to casinos and reses. Sorry. You know, it just, it was so disappointing because I'm like, she could be so many different things. Yeah. She could have been a college professor for, you know, anthropology or anything. I mean, anything. No, let's make her a casino, you know. Uh, GM or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's or, she's the yeah. Her her son dated the lead. That's a private in, private investigator or a, whatever. He dated her and ended up dying or something. Mm-hmm. And so she always she didn't like the lead, and so they always there's that conflict that they always. The private investigator always needs her help for stuff, and she didn't want to help her because she didn't like her because her husband because her son died, and you know. Mm-hmm. She never thought she was good enough for her son or whatever the conflict is, but, but it was just, it was like, can't we be real people? Yeah. Just regular people. Does it always have to be the head of a casino or the chief or the, you know, I'm anxious to see Taylor Sheridan, um, has, you know, he's got Yellowstone and, um, he keeps hiring Kelsey Chow and, um, but I know I have some other friends that are actually native that actually work on the show. Mm-hmm. And um, he's got three more series, TV series coming out. Oh, really? Yeah. Two are set in Texas and one set in Montana. And one of the ones, I know for a fact, one of the ones in Texas is a uh, period. Like it's from way back. And it talks about the Comanche. Oh, yeah. Comanches. I'm hoping. I'm hoping he takes like a tip from Martin Scorsese or something and actually like hires actual Comanches and actual, you know, for consultation and for, for acting and that we'll see. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, but you know, I, I don't know. I can't get mad at him, I guess for hiring Kelsey because we hired her the first time she was telling everybody she was Cherokee. Yeah. So just straight up lying. Yeah. Oh, oh I God. thought I was. Yeah. 
Oh my god. <laughs> Well, I thought, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was a ballerina. Oh, my God. But, yeah. It just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, I like little Jake. Um, I send him stuff all the time. Every time I see a casting call that he would fit, I send it to him. He's probably like, leave me alone, Lee. <laughs> Jake, you'd be good for this. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> he's a cutie. <laughs> I guess we'll see with the uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah, you know, and then hopefully people do jump on that, and they do it right. Yeah, and then we start being just, just exist just regular. Yeah, people. just a teacher, a gym trainer i don't know <laughs> right i mean anything yeah. Any, we can be anything yeah. there's really not there's not we could be president Doug yeah Gummit. yep Doug give graham Gummit. green a, a president role yeah i love him he's great yeah i was trying to think of other ones that just existed uh i think west duty and uh deep rising you seen that yeah 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 uh i like west he gave me some really really good advice a couple of years ago I've got it in my phone. I'll call them West Nuggets. But, um, and it's helped. It's funny because I'd like to talk to him because it's helped me in life. He was doing an acting class. Mm-hmm. And he said, approach every character like they think they are doing the right thing. Hmm. And if you think about it, if you approach every person that way. Mm-hmm. It changes how you treat that person, how you think about that person. Because even if they're do, you know, if say so and so is trying to get in the lane in front of you, they think they're doing the right thing. It may not be the right thing for you, but they think they're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just it. I'd like to thank him. I I'm hoping one day I'll work with him or something, and I can thank him. But, yeah. But I wrote that down when he said it, and I've thought about it over and over again it just it makes sense if you think about if you know everybody you encounter thinks they're doing the right thing yeah and how fucking cool is that is for west studio to tell you that I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh He's, man i think he thought i was nuts that day i've met him like three times and i think that day he probably thought i was nuts we had been in the car four hours and I was like stir crazy. Mm-hmm. And we went to um, Chickasaw Nation to their, they had a film festival. And um, we went and I met him and Martin Sinsmeyer, Chris Ayer, um, John Gibbs was there, Wes. Seems like there was somebody else. Anyway, I went up to Wes and I was telling him, I was like, you know, I've never really seen you do a comedy, but I think you would be good at comedy. Mm-hmm. And I was, I, I was talking like, my husband said I was talking like I was on speed or something. He said I was talking 90 miles an hour. And I was like, <laughs> you know, I really think you'd be good at comedy. And I think that if we did a comedic show together, I think we would be really funny. And he was like, he was laughing and saying, yeah, I think so too. I think we should do it. <laughs> 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 so I'm sure he was like, 
she is a whack job. <laughs> but I was so, we had been in the car for so long. I hate riding in the car for a long time. And we were in the car and I was just like, blah, blah, blah. so I had all this extra energy mm-hmm. when I got there. So I'm sure he was probably like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. He probably went back to his wife and was like, I'm at this whack job today. Oh my God. <laughs> oh man (laughs) but his his son is friends with me on facebook and we talk and stuff and he doesn't think i'm crazy (laughs) i don't know know. he might (laughs) who cares no just kidding exactly but yeah west studios has uh he's opened a lot of doors for a lot of us and it's funny i have a friend that um actually jt um, Matthews, he uh, was in the Native Theater Company that Wes was in mm-hmm. back in the seventies in Tulsa. I know about four people that were in it, but um, they talk about when Wes first started acting and everything, and um, and they were all like, "Oh, you don't, you don't look right. You don't, you don't look like somebody in Hollywood, Wes. You're, you probably won't." You know, they didn't think he would make it because anything. of his looks yeah. you know that he wasn't you know because everybody in hollywood's all pretty and all that stuff and they were like well and then <laughs> he showed them yeah so i think it's changing though i don't think and and you know i've never like i've never been fooled i don't think i my first acting coaches and stuff i was like i don't think i'm ever gonna be like the romantic lead that's not that's not even my personality so it's not, it's not even my looks, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I want to be the character actor. They have the more jobs. They yeah. have the most fun jobs. I don't want to be a lead. Mm-hmm. Not unless it's a lead like Melissa McCarthy and Tammy. Yeah. <laughs> like <that>. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'd do that. <laughs> but, but as far as, you know, I don't want, I, I had a friend the other day. Are you going to audition for that Hallmark film? No. <laughs> no, no, no. I just can't. There's people that do it and they do it really well, but I'm not gonna be. My feelings are not gonna be hurt if I don't ever get cast in a Hallmark show movie. Mm-hmm. So, I guess there could be native people in Hallmark films, but yes, I may not be one. That would be crazy. <laughs> that native Hallmark movie. <laughs> Because they're always like the really rich, uh, what do you call it? What? Fashion designer goes back home. Ta- goes back home because her grandma's bakery is closing down or something, and she's got to save it. <laughs> and she goes, and then the guy that you know takes the trash out for the bakery, her and him fall in love or whatever. <laughs> so, so what would it be like? The res. <laughs> <laughs> the really, really popular, we could use fashion designer, really <laughs> popular native fashion designer goes back to the res to help who? <laughs> to help her uncle, to help her uncle with his... We'll say fry bread shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy that changes out the grease vats, they fall in love or <laughs> He's with the com- he's with the competition. Oh, is that what? And so they bump into each other. And they have a fry bread. Contest. It's a forbidden love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Look at us writing shit. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Write it and send it to Walmart. <laughs> Got a great idea. <laughs> we can send it to Bird Running Water at Sundance. Hey, Bird, this needs to be got. This needs to be. That would be funny. A native Hallmark. <laughs> hey, we can have the native Hallmark channel. <laughs> yeah. Here's your exclusive native Hallmark movie. First up for the... Uh, Native Hallmark Channel. <laughs> I can only imagine like the stories that would come from that. <laughs> it would be fun. Now that I would do. I would do yeah. those. I would not do regular Hallmark, but I would do Native Hallmark. We would all get in on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. Oh my God. <laughs> so what's your wrestling oh. belt up there for? Oh, I won that. That's cool. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I bought that. Uh, that's the wives, and there's mine. Oh, okay. So, yeah. That's the women's title for the uh, WWE. That's the men's heavyweight title. I did a uh, comedy skit last summer on Zoom. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I was a professional wrestler. Oh, really? On a uh, on a Tinder date. <laughs> A Tinder, what do you call it? A, one of those Tinder date. It was my Tinder date uh, video. Mm, the. It was a fake Tinder date video, yeah. but it was. But I had my. I had a wrestling belt, but it was, all I could find was a little kid, so it was like this big. <laughs> so I had it over my shoulder. <laughs> but I did a. I did a skit for my comedy class. Um, I took uh, comedy sketch writing. Uh huh. And I did a skit, and I, I was talking about. My character was talking about how, you know, I'll date you if you can lift so much, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> Just cutting that promo. Yeah, if you can bench press, <laughs> I can bench press 350 if you can, you know, if you can top that. <laughs> we can go out, go to the gym, <laughs> smack some iron, you know, and stuff. It was funny. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> but. Show us. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. I did several skits that I had a I did a skit I was a nun. That was fun. Damn. So you like wrestling? Uh I grew up with it. I when we moved back I was kinda watching it, but it's just not as good as it used to be. Mm-mm. The writing is awful. The Cheesy. the uh creative is so I don't know, they just keep rehashing things and yeah. like uh when stone cold and the rock they were wrestling like that was when do you remember hearing about mid-south wrestling yeah yeah i remember that i grew up during that time and um i actually a friend of mine when we were in kindergarten i've known him i still talk to him um his dad is um <laughs> my brain went cowboy bill watts oh really and um i used to go over to their house and I met the Von Erich brothers. Have you ever heard of them? Oh, yeah. And I met Andre the Giant. Andre the Giant came to my kindergarten class. No way. To pick up my friend from school. And um, I remember, it, it's funny because I was, you know, I was five. So that's a long time ago. And um, the the flash of memory I have from that is looking up at him. Mm-hmm. And I mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could see like his chin. You know. And. Him having his hand in my hand, 
or I had my hand in his hand, I guess. And I remember my hand was like this on his hand, you know, it was tiny compared to his hand because he was huge. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but he didn't, it was from what I understand now that I'm an adult, um, he had only, when he was staying with Cowboy Bill Watts, he had only been in the country maybe a month. Mm-hmm. So he still didn't even speak English. Oh, really? And so that's he never talked to us when he came to pick up Micah, and so I people would say, "Well, was he nice?" I'm like, "Yeah." I mean, he didn't <laughs> hit me, you know. I mean, because <laughs> he never talked, so I didn't, you know, I didn't know. And now I now I've kind of figured out. Well, it's probably because he didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. He didn't talk to us at that time because he didn't start learning English till after he moved here. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, I knew the Von Eric brothers. I knew Roddy, Rowdy, Roddy, oh, Roddy Piper. Piper. And, Damn. Um, yeah. But I didn't, at the time, I didn't know. Who they were. I didn't know any different. You know what I mean? I, I was like, oh yeah, there's those guys and they wrestle. But uh-huh. I didn't think of it being, as being, wow, that's cool. <laughs> you yeah. Know? I just, cause I wasn't a big fan of wrestling. I didn't even know anything about it mm-hmm. until I got older. And then I'm like, <laughs> Wait, I knew those people. <laughs> but my my parents didn't, they didn't do anything like that. We didn't have any money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't go anywhere. Yeah. So, but my dad was a teacher. He didn't make much. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's still fucking cool, though. Yeah. Andre the Giant, the Von Eriks, and Rowdy Piper. Mm-hmm. And Cowboy Bill Watts. And Cowboy, Cowboy Bill, Bill Watts. Watts. He still lives in Bixby. He's, and I still, I talk to his sons all the time, but... His daughter lives in Florida. His sons live in uh, Georgia. Mm-hmm. I guess I'll have him on. Yeah, you could. He probably would. He's, probably hit he's him a up. nice guy. I kind of want like a... <clears throat> I'd like a wrestler on here, but I don't know like where to look around here, you know? Um, Actually, I have a friend. I have a couple of friends that are wrestlers in two different... Um, can't remember Brad's last name. There's a Cherokee guy named Brad that wrestles in Tahlequah. Mm-hmm. But Dallas Kolakowski, have you ever heard of him? <laughs> He's actually the manager of the Planet Fitness in Claremore, but I know his mom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've known him since he was little. He's um, he's Greek. Um, he wrestles in Owasso at that Wrestling for a Cause. Oh, Yeah. He know. wrestles in Owasso. Okay. Every however often they do that, and he just got his little brother in it, in on it. That I say little brother. His little brother is like a foot taller than him, but <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Hayden. I can't remember if Hayden's like, yeah his last name's Kolakowski too. I couldn't remember. They have the same dad. They have the same mom, but they both have the same dad too. But um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I could. I could ask him, his mom, yeah, if he would want to be interested, if he'd be interested, if you want me to. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I think that'd be okay. You know, and I don't want, I know no WWE guys can come on. Yeah. You know, because they're work like three hundred days a week Just or call year. The Rock. Hey, uh, <laughs> Dwayne. No, <I'm> <laughs> hey, Dwayne. <laughs> oh man. Just call him up. Just oh. Call him up. <laughs> And then killers, killers are supposed to be out in twenty twenty two, yeah, twenty twenty two, hopefully. Mm-hmm. They say they're going to be shooting it from March till October. Yeah, month, uh, seven months straight or something like that, huh? 
No days off. Now, is that a Netflix? That's Netflix now, right? It might be. Because I think Netflix I think you're right. took over on it because the... I think you're right. I don't know how that went. I gotta look at it again. Apple had it. Apple and Paramount were going to buy it. Mm-hmm. And then I think now Apple has bought it. But it's going to go to... I think it's Apple. They really? I think it is Apple. I've been trying to pay close attention. It's funny because I post everything about it that I see and stuff. And I don't do that because I'm snooty or anything, you know. Mm-hmm. But I've had lots of people private message me. So since you're working for Killers of the Fire Moon, could you tell me this? And I'm like, I never said I was working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just post a lot of stuff about it because I think people are as interested as I am. Yeah. I, that's all my... <laughs> so I had somebody the other day. So when are you going to start shooting it? I don't know. <laughs> they haven't told me. <laughs> I don't know that I have a part. <laughs> Just say tomorrow. I hope I have a part, but <laughs> I keep, it's, it's so stupid and it's the worst thing on the planet to do when you're an actor. And I keep going over that audition in my head mm-hmm. and I'm like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Cause usually I have no problem leaving the audition in the room and I'm gone and I forget about it, mm-hmm. you know? And because even that part in that other film that I did. I auditioned for it in August, and I didn't find out till November that I got the part. Oh, really? And when my agent called me to tell me I got the part, I couldn't remember what he was talking about. He had to explain to oh. me what it even was. Because mm-hmm. I was like, what? Yeah. Huh? I don't remember that. When did I audition for that? <laughs> and I'm sure by that time, you've already done so many other yeah. auditions, too. Yeah. I hadn't. I, well, and I had... It was such a small chance of me getting it mm-hmm. that I didn't care. You yeah. know what I mean? I was yeah, like, yeah. well, they said to audition for it, so I'll go do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't a, oh, I really want this. It was a, well, everybody else is doing it. I'll go. Yeah. And so I went and then I was like, mm. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> then three months later, I find out, oh, you did get it. Oh, well, crap. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> What did I do again? Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what I had to remember. I'm like, I don't even know what it was about. <laughs> so, so, I'm hoping that happens this time, but I can't quit thinking about it. So, stop. Hopefully it does. Hopefully you get on on it. I hope. Yeah. I hope. I or, w- or you get to drive some cars. I think I'd probably get paid more. If I- <laughs> no, I don't know. But to be able to put, I mean, even, even if it was, it's not one line, but even if it was one line, even to put on your resume that you worked with, Scorsese. you worked with, mm-hmm. is pretty cool. Because I've had lots of people, that other film, I've had lot, lots of people go, you worked with him? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He got to work with me. <laughs> well, you're getting it wrong now. Yeah. <laughs> he worked with me. Yeah. And he's all kind of excited about that. <laughs> so I haven't heard from him since. He was all right. <laughs> he did okay. <laughs> I asked my husband the other day, I was like, do you think he'll remember me? And he goes, honey, I don't think anybody ever forgets me. <laughs> Thanks, I think. <laughs> 
<laughs> Thanks. I just, I just, you know, as an actor, I want to work, and that's that's all I want to do. Just work. Is work. Yeah. And I want to tell stories. And I want to tell good stories because there was, you know, a lot of people are just like, oh, there's an audition. Oh my. I'm very selective of what I do audition for, even though I haven't done much yet. Mm -hmm. I'm still very selective because like that we were talking about the, or I was talking about the 1921 race massacre. Yeah. That story is very important and I feel like it needs to be told and it needs to be told a lot and often so that people can learn from it, but also so that the families affected by that can be understood and, and heal. And, and, you know, there's a, with it being the hundredth anniversary, there's several plays being written and, and several films being made about it. Mm -hmm. And I've been approached several times and, um, to be in it. You can tell by looking at me, I'm not going to get the part for the black people, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> so the only parts left are the hateful racist people. Yeah. I understand that their parts are important because if it wasn't them, if it wasn't for them, they wouldn't have a race massacre, you know. Mm -hmm. But I, I was sent some sides. It's been a, three or four months ago maybe longer. I was sent some sides to audition for one of the plays that's going on. And, um, I was excited because I, I had not submitted for it or anything. The director sent it to me, um, wanting to know if I was interested and sent me the sides to look at them. And I really was trying to look at it with an open mind as far as my position in telling the story. And I looked at the sides and I actually started trying to memorize the sides and um, to learn them, learn the lines and, and everything. But the character they wanted me to play just in the one scene said the N word eight times. Oh man. I don't say that word in real life. Mm hmm. I can play the most vile, hateful people on the planet when I play. There's parts that I've played that I've just been vile and hateful. Mm -hmm. So I kept trying to go there in my mind while I was learning the lines. But every time I came to that word, it wouldn't come out of my mouth naturally. Yeah. You could always tell it was a struggle coming out or it was a, it was different than the rest of the words in the line. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't fake that. I couldn't, I couldn't make it sound like water. You know, I mean, I, there it wasn't. And I told my husband, I said, something's preventing me from taking this part. And I said, it's an important part because somebody has to be the bad guy to tell the story it, it, there. You have to. Mm -hmm. And I said, and then I, I started talking. I started, he and I started talking about it and he goes, but you live in 
the Tulsa area in Oklahoma. I said, yeah. And he's from Texas. And he, I said, yeah. And he goes, these people have lived here for how many years? He goes, when those people go to this play that's going to be performed five, six times a week for three months, two months, whatever. I can't remember what the running run was. How many people in the city of Tulsa are going to see you saying those words? And are they going to separate you from the act, from the character? Or are they going to think that you are okay with that, saying those words? Yeah. And he said, I think that's what's keeping you from being able to say it. Is I don't, I don't want people, because there's a lot of times an actor, you know, if they play a part that's vile, people think that part of them is in that person or whatever. And that goes back to what Wes Studi said. Every person you play, every character you play mm -hmm. thinks they're doing the right thing. So this character, I don't remember what her name was. She thought she was doing the right thing by calling this person this name. Mm -hmm. And so I tried to approach it from that way. Still didn't work. <laughs> but. I don't want, I don't know. I'm not trying to say people in Tulsa are unintelligent, but I don't want them to associate me with somebody that racist. Yeah. And so I think that's what was stopping me from being able to say that. And I can't say that word. Yeah. But, um, and I know we shouldn't give that much power to a word, but it's just gross. Yeah. It's just not even. People that say that aren't human. So, so I turned it down and I explained to her why I yeah. said, I hope you find, I said, I'm sure there's somebody that can do it, but I'm not, I'm not the one that can do it. I said, I, and I, whatever else I can do to help you with this play and getting it out there or whatever, let me know, but I can't. It's not for you. No, I can't. I can't, you know, I, this sounds really bad, but I could be a serial killer. Without a problem. Mm -hmm. I guess because that's not as believable. Yeah. Like. You know what I mean? I don't want anybody to ever think I'm racist. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And so I think I'm okay with people thinking I'm a serial killer. Does that sound, well, <laughs> Does that sound bad? <laughs> one's more believable than the other. Right. You know, right. Because. Right. Like. Um. Uh, you know, like scream, you know, like right. If we, if we pulled the mask off you and it's like, Leah, right. But, like but then it's yeah. like, you know, but then it's like you're on stage and you know, yeah. Like you said, you know, you're performing this like, uh, over a series of months and everything. And it's the same thing. And people are seeing it, you know, and then it'd be like, you Is might she really that, that different from that character. Is that her? Yeah. And then you might be known as that. Right person, you know, and that's going to like suck because you're, you're an actor, you know, you're an actor well, and you take on these roles and everything, but you don't want to be like, I get what you're saying. Like Tulsa, like, it's not like, I know it's not unintelligent, but things get taken the wrong way. Right. Yeah. And, and also what kind of mental anguish would that put me through? Exactly. Yeah. Having to say those words yeah. every day for, oh man. So, and that was just one scene. I don't even know what the rest of the play had, you know, mm -hmm. 
I don't know how many scenes she's in. I don't know. So, yeah. So, but I, I try to be as careful as I can about stuff. About parts that I. And if, if, you know, there was one a couple of years ago. Somebody sent me the sides too. It was an independent film. Sent me the sides too. And the writing was awful. And I'm not a great writer. But I say it was awful to the point of the character he wanted me to play said nothing but cuss words. And they didn't even, they didn't even, you know, my opinion is if you're going to use cuss words, use them well. Yeah. You know, use them as an adjective, use them as a noun, you, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. It was like they just went, I'm going to sprinkle some cuss words here and sprinkle some there. And she's just going to have a potty mouth through the whole thing. And they didn't even make sense. It sounded really unintelligent the mm -hmm. way they were saying their cuss words. And so I told them I was busy. I couldn't do that. Because mm -hmm. I didn't know what else to do. I don't want to cut anybody else's writing down. It's not my, you know, maybe that's her intention, whatever. But I wasn't interested. Yeah. It needs to have more meet more you know i don't know more things than just frivolous yeah not for any reason cussing f this f that for yeah. no reason yeah. <laughs> yeah well and it was the position the position the character had the job the character had was a professional mm -hmm. but they're cussing like that oh yeah and so it, it just didn't make it make sense yeah it didn't make sense to me so i just i'm good yeah. <laughs> yep. I don't know if it was ever made or not. <laughs> I don't know. I just can't. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. But I do have a, a film coming up that I'm going to be first AD on. It's a little short film. And um, I have a little, little acting part in it. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of excited about that. I don't know when we're going to shoot it. We were supposed to shoot it the weekend of the ice. Oh, really? Oh. And um, the director is so busy right now. It's not even funny. So we're just waiting for him to have free time on mm -hmm. the weekend. Because it's a little short film. It's not going to last very long. Um, it's not going to, it's not going to, we're not going to have to shoot it for very long. Locations are really easy, easy to acquire. So for this particular, it's, it's, most of it's it's set out on a dirt road, mm -hmm. so it's not like we have to provide, you know. Yeah. We don't have to have a public place closed or anything like that, so. Well, hopefully that gets going. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. It'll be fun. Um, do you know Jamie Loy? No. She's a native actress. She lives um, east of here. She's Cherokee. She wrote it. And Mark Williams... Is directing it. He's Choctaw. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's directing it. And then Edna Garcia. She's an actress in Oklahoma City. I just love her to death. She's um, the other. Jamie's the lead. And then Edna's the the co-star or whatever you call it. And mm -hmm. um, then I don't remember who they said. There's a guy in it, but I don't remember which. I don't remember if it's Jason Edna's boyfriend or who I think it's Jason is going to be the other. So it's, it's very small. And then I play, I'm like, I've got a little part in it too. So, mm -hmm. but 
it'll be fun. Yeah. I like I've worked with Mark before and um and I've worked with Jamie before, so and I've worked with Edna before, so and I've worked with Jason before, so <laughs> <laughs> so I think it'll be fun. So I forgot I was just that was my thought process. Yeah. Oh wait, I've worked with oh yeah, I've worked with but Mark and I keep threatening to work with each other again, so I mm. guess we'll have to again. <laughs> I've been trying to get him to help me write that script about my uncle, but I don't know. I think I have a friend um, that's going to help me with it. So. Really? Yeah, because I'd really like to tell it, and I don't want to tell it in a... Oh, those bad white people. Yeah. I want to tell it in the fact that, you know, celebrate him and how funny he was and how ironic it was that, you know, he fought all these years to not get allotment land and then he gets allotment land and it draws, you know, he gets oil. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, oh, <laughs> you know, that kind of, and then the funny part about, you know, his wife getting kicked out of the. The mansion. The mansion. Yeah. So. <laughs> That'd be a really good story. I think it'd be, yeah. I think it'd be fun. I mean, just what you've told me, like it's, I think it's a really good story it's and you know, I, I think it deserves to be heard and everything. I think there needs to be a calf in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a car. Get a calf. Yeah. I'll drive the car. Okay. I'll be the calf. No, yeah. just <laughs> I just, I think it would be funny because he just, the stories my grandma told me about him, he's just, and I want to bring that, especially with that one book, the one book that's written about him. It's called the Native American, the first Native millionaire or something first mm-hmm. native american millionaire anyway in the book it talks about him being eccentric and they they prove they were trying to prove him incompetent and stuff like that and it's just like he wasn't he just didn't think like you you mm-hmm. know and so it's kind of my no don't say that about my uncle yeah <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> i want to prove him prove him wrong but he is, wasn't is that one on audible I don't know if it is or not. It's really, it's an old book. Oh, okay. It's, it was written in like 70 or 80 something. Oh, okay. Like you, I so, get tired when I read. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm a better listener. I am too. <laughs> yeah. I listen to it in the car all the time because it's just easier to, that, um, have you, have you read The Last Powwow? By Stephen Paul Judd and that Thomas, that that native Thomas Yepow. I've been wanting to read it. I it have not so yet. So funny, I love it. Yeah, I love it. I think it's funny. And then I went, I read There There by Tommy Orange. That's really good. Um, gosh, I've read a lot. There's a book by Michael Caine. Um, that's really good. Oh, Matthew McConaughey, his Green Lights, the book he just wrote. It's really, it's it's. I like it as an actor because he's an actor, mm-hmm. but I think it would be a very good positive book just for anybody to read because he talks about how you pick out the good things in your life and you dwell on the positive things, the green lights. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's basically what he's, he, his book is, has to do with red lights, yellow lights, and green lights. Oh yeah. <laughs> Traffic, you know, oh. and how, you know, you see a red light, you stop. <laughs> Yeah. And you so you always want the green lights is what he's always and so it's it's actually really good and the, the audible version he narrates it. Oh cool. So you hear and he tells you the story about the, the phrase all right, all right, all right. He tells you about that. And, <laughs> I was just gonna say and that. And that he thinks it's that he thinks it's funny that it doesn't bother him when people yell that at him and stuff. Mm. <laughs> oh I have to I have to tell you that reminds me. Barry Corbin. Oh my gosh. Um Barry Corbin was in One Tree Hill. Mm-hmm. 
that TV series. Yeah. And he played Coach Whitey. <laughs> His wife. They she's they either had, were still dating or they hadn't been married very long, and they were walking in L.A. somewhere. <laughs> and she didn't watch TV. And they're walking down the sidewalk, and he said, somebody from across the street starts yelling, Whitey, Whitey. <laughs> <laughs> he turns around and waves at him, smiles and waves at him, and turns back around, and she's like, that was racist. <laughs> <laughs> he said, no, that was my character in One Tree Hill. <laughs> I just thought that was funny. You just gonna let him talk to you like that? Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought that was funny. <laughs> Why do you want <laughs> He said people call him stuff oh, all the time. But, but she couldn't. She was just like. Yeah. What? <laughs> How dare them? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> oh, so, man. She's fun. She was a. um, She, she was a. uh props person in Hollywood. That's how they met. Mm-hmm. And um, she is a gun expert. So like when you see films that have like war films or westerns or whatever that have a lot of gang films, whatever that has a lot of guns in it, mm-hmm. she's probably the person that handed them that gun. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. She, she had like, you know, she was in charge of all the guns and, and, and explosives and all that stuff in films and, and, um, she would, she handled all of them and she could tell you, you know, she knows all kinds of, she's a gun expert. She knows all kinds of stuff about guns and stuff like that. Oh, but wow. She said that's how they met. And, um, she, she said she had dated an actor before and she was like, never again, never again, not going to do it, never again. And so she's working in her, they were working on some film and she didn't say, she didn't tell me which film it was, but, um, or maybe she didn't, I forgot, but, um, they were working on some film and um, he kept coming in her trailer and talking to her and she was like, she'd be real nice to him, but she was like, I'm not dating him. I'm not dating him. And he would, he'd leave the trailer and he'd come back and he'd talk to her and, and um, do his best, you know, to be all nice and everything to her. And she's like, I'm not dating you. You're an actor. I'm not dating you. I'm not dating you. And she said he finally wore her down. And she finally, he's like, just go out with me once. Just one time. Go to dinner with me once. Mm-hmm. And she said they went to dinner and they've been together ever since. <laughs> <laughs> I said, so you have no willpower or he's magical. Whichever, <laughs> whichever. I want to go with magical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, if he was, uh, what was his character? Name in Northern Exposure, Morris Minifield. Mm-hmm. He acted like Morris Minifield. I can see. <laughs> <laughs> but did you know his first film was Urban Cowboy? Huh. First ever film Mm-mm. was Urban Cowboy. Damn. I'm like, do you hit the lottery? What is it? Real. <laughs> a classic. He, he had been a theater actor forever, mm-hmm. and um, had just moved to L.A. I think he'd lived in L.A. maybe two weeks. And then you just hit that, hit that jackpot, mm-hmm. Urban Cowboy. A friend of his told him about the audition, and was going to audition for it too. Mm-hmm. And so he got a ride with him, and they both went down there and auditioned, and he got it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, see, that's so he's not your friend anymore, right? 
not telling Barry about anything. <laughs> oh, man. I keep telling him, whenever you get anything, tell him you have a daughter. Your character has a daughter. And you know exactly the actress that yeah. can play your daughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he told me now, he told me the last time I talked to him, he said, when I had that audition for Killers, uh-huh. he's like, tell him you have a dad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, <no. laughs> There's not a dad with that part. Sorry. <laughs> can't, tell, can't help you. <laughs> he's so funny. Oh, man. He tells me all kinds of stories all the time. I just love it. <laughs> Damn, he sounds like a great dude. He is. I'm so... <laughs> You know, the only thing I can say, I'm proud of myself, I guess, for having the nerve to go and meet him. Mm-hmm. But it just goes to show you, if you want anything, you've got to just suck it up and do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, because I'm so, I've, he's helped me so much with so many different things since we've met mm-hmm. and um, mentored me and we care about each other and we're always he sends me crazy pictures and I send him crazy pictures and his wife crazy pictures and and, um we're always I say I called him for his birthday and sang to him and and um stuff and it's just it's like an I found more family Mm -hmm. if that makes sense because he just feels like family and I wouldn't have had that if I hadn't stuck my neck out you know what I mean yeah so it's just really you just got to got to push yourself yeah yeah it's um it's real crazy how like you know like you know you're putting yourself out there and everything and and then um you meet all these like people along the way you know and and you find out how like how like really cool they are you know Mm. and to give you help you as much as that you know like yeah for nothing i mean i'm not it's not like i'm paying him he can't he's not going to get anything from me i mean I don't know that he's going to benefit from knowing me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know. He's just doing it out of the goodness yeah. of his heart. He's yeah. just a kind person. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's really that's cool. awesome. That is, man. I don't want to say like, you're so lucky, you know, but it's. I am in a sense. In a sense, but like. Because he could have been Wilford Brimley. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Get that away from me. <laughs> You know, stop. No, just kidding. <laughs> or I could have grabbed his arm and said, "Oh shit!" Like Kevin but, <laughs> but yeah. Oh man, yeah, I love hearing these, man. I love hearing these stories about just where where you started and then where it's like taking you. Yeah, you know, hopefully. and then like everything that's like everybody you've met, and then just all this like cool like. um advice that you that you keep getting you know and everything i mean it's just like you know and it's like anybody could do it you know mm-hmm. i'm not saying like anybody can do it but you have to they like can. apply yourself you know well and and you know i get i get messages a lot um i get frustrated sometimes with them but they're just people not knowing but i get a messages private messages a lot people asking me hey where can i audition for commercials mm-hmm Hey, where can I, you know, and I want to be an actor too. When can I audition? And people don't, you know, and I didn't know this until I started acting. Not everybody can do it. And I don't mean it 
like I'm special, not everybody can do it. What I mean is you hear about those people that have never had an acting lesson and all of a sudden they're in whatever, yeah, you know, and they're famous. That's not that popular. That does not happen that often. Mm-hmm. You have to take classes. You have to learn. You have to have technique. You know, the stuff I'm learning, I've, I've taken acting classes, regular generic acting classes I've taken on camera. I've taken theater. I've taken comedy. I've taken all this stuff. And then now I'm taking comedy, sitcom comedy with Matthew Barry. The rules are completely different mm-hmm. from any of the stuff I've learned before. I mean, yes, I need that stuff, but I need to add on this other stuff. And so there's so much school to that. We there's really stuff you really need to learn. You can have regular talent. You have good talent, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But to be a solid actor, you have to fall back on your technique. And if you haven't gone to school, you don't have any technique. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, a lot of people will will message me because I've I've had several message and say, well, I want I want to do whatever, and I'm like, well, go to school. I don't need to go to school. Well, you really do. Yeah. There's a reason it's called a professional actor it's because they're professional, and any other profession requires schooling before that. Yeah. <laughs> and. Tom Totteroff, my acting coach on Saturday, my acting teacher on Saturdays. Um, he's a great guy. Um, he's in Star Trek. Um, I'm trying to think. He was on th- in theater. He studied at Juilliard with Robin Williams, Christopher Reeves. He was in the same class as them. Damn. Um, incredible guy. Just, just incredible. And he, he has taught me so much about you know you need technique on the you know you can do say he he was doris roberts uh acting teacher oh really doris roberts that was on everybody Loves yeah Women. yeah the mom yeah yeah the reason his classes on saturday is because of doris roberts she wanted to continue going to classes with him while she was on the tv series but they mm-hmm. shot monday through friday mm-hmm. so she couldn't go to his class on wednesday so he started having class on Saturday so she could go. So yeah. he still has it on Saturday, even though she's passed away. Yeah. But he was saying, you know, if you're in a TV series or even a film and you're shooting for a month, mm-hmm. every single day, you're not going to have the same mindset as you did the day before. But you have to go back to that character, even with your different mindset. And that's where your technique comes in. Mm-hmm. Is you ha- if you have technique, you can automatically go back to that character mindset, even if you know you stubbed your toe before you came in and it's throbbing like a, you know. You still won't act like that character's toe was stubbed, you know, or whatever. Whatever. I don't know if I'm making any sense, but mm-hmm. but but anyway, that's what I've been learning from. So I'm trying to learn as much technique as I can and and apply it and. They said most of the time people that don't make it, quote, mm-hmm. are people that have stopped themselves. They're not, if you stay in it long enough, <laughs> stay with it and stay in it long enough, then you should be fine. You should be getting the roles. So. Yeah. I mean, that's probably so. just like with anything else, you know, yeah. <clears throat> just got to 
stay in it. Yeah. And then just stick with it. I mean, you're like, you keep doing these classes and I mean, it, there's no stopping it. And even with COVID, you know, you're still doing things over zoom and everything. Right. So, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah. I mean, just like with anything, like people were asking me like, well, how do I start a podcast? And I'm like, a part of me wants to say, figure it out, you know, <laughs> yeah. because I had to, I didn't, I didn't know who to ask. So I just, you know, figured it out. And, but another part of me, like that compassionate side, you know, I'm like, well, you need to think about buying a recorder, you right. know? And then, well, what kind? Uh, well, is, I have a zoom, you know, well, how much is that? 400. And like, well, is there anything cheaper? And it's like, I mean, do you want it to be like legit? Right. You know, like how do you want your audio to sound, you know? And when people come over and see your setup, you know, like I know this isn't much, but you know, I, I still no, have cool. like, I still have the gear to operate as like a professional, I guess, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm not saying I'm a professional, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know, I, I've educated myself to know like what I need, you know, like everything I do need to make this like sound really good and, and I'm reaching out to everybody and I don't know, like then they kind of like get off of the, from the prices, you mm -hmm. know, because I know not everybody has like a bunch of money, but you know, like we'll save up, you know? Right. It if doesn't it's important to you, you'll yeah. find a way. Yeah. That's the. And it doesn't, you don't have to buy this stuff now. Right. Start it tomorrow because you know, I saved up for this stuff and it laid around for months. <laughs> <laughs> It laid around for like eight months or so. And then I finally started doing it because I got out of my head about how stupid it might be and how dumb it might sound sometimes. And I mean, it's just always like, just do it. Mm -hmm. Just try it. You know, and at time, when time goes on, you'll get better. Yeah. You know, just like anything else. So that's what the act acting classes, a lot of people mm -hmm. are like, that's expensive or headshots. That's expensive. But don't you want to put your best foot forward? Yeah. Don't you want to, you know, I don't want people to go, where, where did she get her headshot shot? Yeah. You know, or, oh, she's had no acting at all. I will never hire her. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I don't want a CD to do that. You know, there's, Tom says this a lot. He says, stop auditioning until you've had enough classes. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say that to me, but I mean, he says, <laughs> I don't want you to, he says, will you stop? No, but he says, you know, until you get to a certain level, you need to just take classes. Don't audition, just take classes because mm -hmm. every time you see that casting director, you're creating some kind of impression on them. Mm -hmm. If you're inexperienced and have no classes under your belt, what kind of impression are you going to make? Yeah. And then the next time they see your name, doesn't matter if it's two years later, are they going to go, oh yeah, I'm going to audition her again. No. <laughs> They're yeah. going to be like, no. And you could be great. Yeah. But you've already burned that bridge. Yeah. You know, that and, makes sense. And it's hard to get new actors to understand that. Mm -hmm. And I know I'm still relatively new because I haven't been doing this that long. But like with that, I was talking about AMTC, that kind of, put my head on straight. I understand what he's talking about with the impressions and stuff like that. You know, um, the casting director for Martin Scorsese, you know, 
if I was a new actor, one that had no acting under my belt, had no, I probably wouldn't have even submitted for that audition. Mm-hmm. But because I felt like I can work at that level, I've worked at that level, this would not be a bad connection to make because mm-hmm. she casts a lot of stuff. And I don't know if I'll get the part and I'm, and you know, I want to, but I don't know that I do. But the important part about that audition is I made that connection with her. As far as I'm concerned, it was a very good audition. Mm -hmm. I made her laugh when we were talking. She seemed comfortable with me. She was asking me questions that we were doing a good back and forth you know, give and take back and forth, get to know each other kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Her assistant was talking to me. We, they were laughing because they were like, it looks like you're in a hotel room. (laughs) I was like, well, I am. (laughs) So I had to tell them I had no water, you know, stuff like that. (laughs) So, so, um, we could, the way the hotel was, you could hear cars going by on the highway. And I was like, I'm really sorry about the noise. (laughs) But, she complimented me, you know, after I did the audition, I did it two different ways. I mean, a lot of that stuff I wouldn't have known three years ago, two mm-hmm. years ago to, to how to audition to somebody that level, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, so I, you know, I may not get this one. I hope I do. I'll cry, but I hope, <laughs> <laughs> but I may not get this one, but I may get one down the line. And yeah. I kept, what, what kept me like in a good mood during that audition. I wasn't nervous at all was she cast a league of their own. Remember that movie? Yeah. With, um, Madonna and Rosie O'Donnell. O'Donnell um... Well, I've been accused of looking like Rosie O'Donnell. Mm -hmm. And so all I kept thinking through that whole thing is, I wonder if she thinks I look like Rosie O'Donnell. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to look like Rosie O'Donnell. Except if she thinks I do and I could be cast in something, then uh, I'll look like her. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll look like whatever you want me to. <laughs> but that's what I kept thinking. She cast Rosie O'Donnell. I wonder what she did. <laughs> that's the weird stuff that goes through people's brains. <laughs> or my brain. I don't know if it goes through anybody else's. <laughs> but... <laughs> When? But damn, not long ago, League of Their Own. I love that movie. Yeah, that's a really good one. I don't think they should remake it, but I love that movie. Hope not. Dang, just leave it alone. Yeah, there's so many that they really shouldn't remake. I was trying to think. There, I saw one the other day. They said they were going to remake. Oh, they're not remaking this. They're doing a. Um, do you know who Doris Day is? Sounds familiar. She's a blonde singer back in like the 50s and 60s. She did a lot of musical Oh, yeah. Films. Yeah. Doris Day. Yeah. Okay. Real perky. Yeah. Do you know who Kaylee Cuoco is? She was in um, Big Bang Theory, the blonde. Oh, yeah. yeah I know who that is. They're going to have her play Doris Day. Oh, are they? I'm oh. like, what? <laughs> that doesn't even, they don't even have the same shape face or anything they don't look anything anything uh like and she doesn't sing yeah so i'm like okay i don't get it (laughs) i don't understand and there's people on the facebook page i'm on it's uh i can't remember what the name of it is it's about classic old movies or whatever and they're all mad 
Mm-hmm. They're like, leave Doris Day alone. Yeah. <laughs> Just leave her alone. Don't even do anything about her. Just leave her alone. I don't blame them. Because that's just... I mean, I, I'm trying to keep an open mind, but I'm like... Mm-hmm. That's like having Octavia Spencer player. I mean, you know, it's not even the same. I love Octavia Spencer. <laughs> she could do it, too. <laughs> that... Uh, have you seen the, the... The film... I can't remember what it's called. Thunder... Something. Melissa McCarthy and Octavia Spencer. It's getting ready to come out. Oh, the... It's called Thunder something. The superheroes? Super yeah, <laughs> yeah. When I heard that they were... Um, I saw a casting call for it. And uh-huh. then uh, a year ago, year, over a year ago, and um, saw some stuff where they were shooting it and stuff like that. And I kept thinking, if they would have just waited for me, if they would have just waited for me, we could have three superheroes. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Would we not be hilarious together? That would be insane. <laughs> so, anyway. I could see y'all like, Wouldn't you that, know. I mean, we could be buddies. Yeah. I think we could. That'd be really good. But, or you, you'd be the villain. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. Have you seen uh, Bob and, what is it called? Barb and Star go to De- Vista Del Mar? Mm-mm. It's Christian Wig and... Um, Reba's in it. Reba McIntyre's in it. Mm-hmm. But, um, Kristen Wiig, and I can't remember that other lady's name. It's an SNL. They didn't, they used to do, it's two characters from SNL, and they made it into a film. And it's these two women, <laughs> and they're hilarious. And they go to, they go on vacation. It's really funny. But, it's one of those. to think of what to compare it to it's better than an adam sandler movie um his are kind of <laughs> um i'm trying to think what kind of comedy it is it's kind of a almost like an airplane like a spoof kind of humor kind of mm-hmm. um they're trying to be all serious and stuff but they're just ridiculous uh-huh. um um, I don't know. I give up because I'm just trying to. Th- <laughs> I was trying to think of what kind of comedy it was, and I I can't. I don't know. They're not as good as like Bill Murray. I love Bill Murray. Bill Murray. I'm a huge Bill Murray fan. Legend. So, I I have had a recurring dream. One day I'm going to tell him about it. But I had a recurring, I, I have had a recurring dream about him since I was about 12 years old. Mm-hmm. And I used to have it like once every couple of months. And the last 20 years or so, it's like once a year, I'll have this dream. I wake up for, and I don't ever remember my dreams, but the ones with him in them, I remember. Mm-hmm. And we're shopping at tar- Target. And he looks like when he was 1970 something SNL bill murray yeah he's that age and we're walking around target and he's doing his bill murray thing making fun of stuff and i'm laughing and every time i dream this dream we're in a different department in target and i have no idea (laughs) what it means or anything but i have dreamed it for years oh i don't know what i have no idea 
<laughs> and it's just like a little glimpse. You know, I mean, it's not, there's not a beginning, middle and end or anything. Mm-hmm. It's we're walking along and people are shopping and he's making fun of whatever and I'm laughing and then I wake up. Whoa. <laughs> And I have no idea. So I keep thinking, okay, I got to find Bill Murray and I got to ask him about it. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you making me dream about you? You might meet him in Target. I know. That's... Yeah. I need to go to Target a lot. I don't know if he shops at Target. I need to find that out. <laughs> but I've had it forever. Forever. That's so strange. Isn't it weird? Yeah. I don't know what it means. I don't know. You know any dream interpreters? <laughs> oh. Shopping with Bill Murray. Might be something to write. Yeah. And I could ask and him and to send be it in to it. him, yeah. Hmm. This world's perfect for you. I it's a yeah. dream of mine. Yeah. <laughs> I've just had it for years. That's all. I've been dreaming of making this. <laughs> It's just weird. It's just weird. But I never said I wasn't, so. Go to Target after this. Yeah. That'd be insane if, like, you freaking sit there. Oh, my gosh. I'd post a picture on Facebook and say, just what I meant. I would pass out. (laughs) I really would. I I used to tell people all the time that I would, this is rude, but I would pee my pants if I met Barry Corbin. Mm -hmm. And then I met Barry Corbin and it didn't happen. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say that anymore. Because <laughs> I really don't want that to happen. <laughs> if I passed out when I met Bill Murray, that'd be okay. But I don't want yeah. the other. So. <laughs> that phrase, pee on myself if I meet them. Wouldn't yeah. that be like so like, it just. Yeah. That, yeah. There's, it, that's In a front nightmare. of somebody you love. Yeah. Like... Yeah. It's as bad as grabbing somebody's arm and yelling, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that. Oh shit! And he just cracks up with yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. <laughs> I still remember. It's so stupid because I still remember what his coat felt like. Uh huh. Was it a nice and one? And what his arm felt like? Yeah. It was like a cashmere. He had like a winter coat on. Damn. And it, his arm was strong, like muscular. <laughs> This part, the forearm. It was the back arm. Oh, the ab- oh, yeah. oh yeah, the tri- I was way up there. Man. The tricep. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, I got up and close. He's just. Oh shit! <laughs> What's up? No, just, just flexing. <laughs> I don't think he moved his muscle. I don't know. Oh, did you hurt your hand? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Grab that bicep. I can't believe I did that. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh man. So the next time I meet him, I'll have to do that. Yeah. This is Remember ex- me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm hoping, I'm hoping I get to go to the Western Heritage Museum again this year. Uh, it's crazy how time just freaking flies, man. It does. And it's like, I enjoy just hearing all these like stories. Oh man. It's really cool and. I hope everybody enjoys it, man. I hope everybody. I don't. If they're not, I don't care. <laughs> I am. I am enjoying this, man. But uh, well, Leah, uh, thank you for coming on, and thank, thank you, you for uh, 
taking care of my dog. Sure. <laughs> no, but thank you for coming on and thank you for making time to come over here and, you know, do a podcast and, you know, I really do appreciate it. And man, I hope, uh, I hope nothing but the best for you in your, uh, career in, uh, acting. And, um, uh, do you want to tell the listeners how to follow you? Instagram, Facebook, um, uh, you got any clips on YouTube, you know? Um, I don't remember if I have any public clips on YouTube. I have a website, um, www.leemccormickleamccormick.com and that has uh, my demo reels, my resume, has some uh, behind the scenes shots, some shots on set, um, just some crazy shots, pictures and stuff. Um, I update it whenever I need to, mm. um, so there's stuff on there, but there's a couple of scenes and stuff on there to look at and you can contact me on there if you want. Cool. Or Facebook. It's Lee McCormick, uh, actress, singer, I think is what it says. And I'm on Instagram, Lee underscore McCormick, L-E-A-M-C-C-O-R-M-I-C-K. And I can't remember what my Twitter one is. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nobody ever does. I, I don't, don't ever look up my Twitter yeah, one. I mean, I'm on here. there, but I don't look it up. It's If you... If you just go in the search bar and put my name in, it should come up. It should come up, so, yeah. <laughs> so, on all of them, really. So, I mean, I have a regular Facebook page, Lee, Mc Lee Ferguson McCormick. Um, but I also have my actor page. So, um, I put the Lee Ferguson McCormick because I didn't get married till late, um, late, until I was 32. Mm -hmm. So, um, that half of my life, People knew me by Ferguson. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, I got gotcha. So that's why I have my maiden name on there. Cool. So so people can find me. But, but thank you for having me on. I've yeah. had fun. Natty and I are buddies. <laughs> and, uh, oh, man. Yeah. yeah. So everybody uh, hit her up. Follow her. You know, follow what she's doing. She's doing a lot of great things. And um, send me some money. No, send, send her money. You know, <laughs> help her out. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but you know, yeah, just keep keep a track of her. You know, and check out her uh, IMDb page as well. You know, for past and you know future things going on. You know, keep track of uh, Leah. You know, and um, yeah, just freaking thank you for coming on. You know, thank you for and. Like every, like everybody else that comes on, you're welcome back anytime. You know, if you have anything going on, if um, the next film festival you put on and everything, okay. come back on and it's you know, in November, but we, yeah, yeah, come back on and we'll talk about things that maybe that movie will be released, so we can talk yeah. about it. You know, yeah. and um, but yeah, anything got going on, you know, come on and we'll talk about it and get the word out. You know, okay. you know, I'm more than happy to help you out with anything. Okay, thank you. And um, uh, so follow Leah. Any, Facebook, whatever, her website, legit website. Follow, go on that. Watch your clips. Watch your demo reel. It's really good stuff. And um, if you're not following uh, Oki Podcast on Instagram, please do that. Uh, follow the Facebook page, like it, give it a like. Uh, if you haven't for some reason not subscribed to Oki Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Audible, YouTube, it's everywhere. So please go subscribe, rate, review, uh, love it, hate it. You know, it all helps out. So, uh, yeah, 
man um uh shout out to the listeners um thank you for listening hope you're enjoying it got a lot of people coming on so you know it's going to keep going on and Leah's going to come back for sure so if you like this conversation be prepared for more yeah so uh <laughs> so uh i guess with that you know until next time peace <laughs>